About 10 years ago, uh, my youngest daughter left to embark to serve a mission for our church. She was 19 years old and uh, was, was leaving our home in St. George, Utah to go to Cincinnati, Ohio to serve the, the people of those wonderful communities uh, out there. Uh, the first place that uh, she landed, of course, the missionaries, uh, the sisters and uh, companionships of two uh, need a place to live. And uh, they were provided that place in the home of Mark Blackham and his dear wife. Uh, they opened up their home and what a wonderful thing. And that's introduced our family to the Blackham family. On today's show, I'm interviewing Mark. And you are absolutely going to love this. Um, you know, I like to describe uh, in my life that I'm kind of a simple guy. And uh, in fact, I will define myself as I'm the guy next door. I, I'm your neighbor. And as you listen to Mark Blackham today, you're going to be listening to the guy next door, your neighbor, on steroids, and I don't mean the real steroids, but just pumped up because of the wonderful things he does, but uh, in addition to his family, but it is through quiet uh, acts of finding what brings him joy and, and matching it to the needs of the world. If more of us would be like the Mark Blackhams of the world, this world would truly, truly be a better place. Think about what kind of neighbor you are as you listen to the show today, and I know you're going to enjoy it. So here we go. From the School of Life Foundation, this is another episode of What You Given, a broadcast based on the invitation, find what brings you joy and match it to the needs of the world. This becomes your gift. Everyone has something inside of themselves to give, and I want to know, what are you giving? In my interviews, we meet people from all walks of life. I am Jack Rolfe, and on the show today, we have Mark Blackham. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes, you are welcome, and I uh, really appreciate you taking some time. Uh, I'm excited for this episode today and look forward to having some discussion with you. And so uh, I always kind of like to jump into things and just ask to have you tell our listeners a little bit about your family. Uh, well, I have a small family. My uh, children are adults now. They have their own families. A um, couple children. I have a daughter and a son, and they each have their own families. And uh, I really enjoy the grandkids and uh, spending time with them along with my adult children and their spouses. So it's, it's pretty nice. My wife is a teacher. I work in IT, um, kind of for a profession, but enjoy 
service and giving and all that goes along with that. Boy, I, I know that uh, part about you, and we'll get into that here a little bit uh, as we get into the show. But I, uh, you know, you mentioned IT as a career, but I, I know it's a little beyond that. In fact, uh, from what I've known of you over the years, you are are, are kind of a intelligent, brilliant man. And share with us a little bit more about your career and what you've done and and what you're doing. Um, well, I, out of college, I graduated with an accounting degree, um, worked as a CPA for several years, and uh, worked for companies that uh, I ended up having some kind of uh, issues with. Uh, so uh, I was in a situation where I was in kind of a bad situation, um, emotionally, I, I guess I would say, based on that. Um, and I had a really a, a college friend of mine that came through was doing a, a training course on IT. Uh, he and I worked in college together, and he said, "Hey, Mark, this really pains me to see you in the situation. Um, you would be really good at what I do. How about it?" And um, you know, just one of those dear friends. He, um, you know, we kind of talked, and it was kind of. I knew it would be a very uh, time-consuming transition to change careers, and uh, he was willing to help me, and even financially, uh, to support my family for the period of time that it would take to transition, and um, that's a pretty impressive friend, um, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't need the financial help, but he definitely helped me you know, for the training and those types of things to where um, you know, I started my own business and was doing consulting and training um, and then ended up, uh, you know, working for companies. And that's where I'm at now, working for a healthcare company and taking care of their IT uh, infrastructure work. So I appreciate you sharing that. It kind of makes me think as you're talking there, Mark, that quite often in life, this path, this journey uh, that we're all on in the school of life, we have doors that close on us. Uh, sometimes they close slowly and sometimes they close quite abruptly. Mm -hmm. But it seems that, and I know this is cliche, but I don't know if we really think about it. When one door closes, there's another door opening for us. And quite often, that door is even a better and, and bigger opportunity. And it sounds like that's what you experienced. Is that correct? It's a different door. Um, it has, uh, you know, what I found is that I can go to work and not feel, you know, really bad uh, about what I'm doing or asked to do or having to go against my uh principles or being asked to go against my principles, let's say. Um, and so I can go to work and feel good about what I'm doing. And I, I think that's the difference that, that I found. And um, that that's nice, you know, be able to kind of look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and say, you know, I'm going to go do something good, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, that really does make a difference. And I've never heard anybody describe it that way before. It, it's a different door. And uh, yeah, I, I love that. Um, absolutely love that. And so 
I know you are doing uh, good things with work and with your family, but you do a lot of good things throughout the community uh, that you live in and throughout the world. And I'm, I'm going to kind of tee up the next part of our discussion here with three words, uh, and we're going to, I'm going to ask you to describe these about yourself, but three words tied to Mark Blackham. And uh, the first one is homemade bread. The, the second one is flower pens. And the third is Honduras. And uh, now the listeners are probably thinking that is, that's an interesting <laughs> tie of three words there. But let's start with homemade bread. What does that mean in the life of Mark Blackham and as far as serving? Um, I would say it's probably homemade bread would I'd twist that a little bit to say uh, cinnamon rolls. <laughs> ah, cinnamon rolls. Yes. Even better. <laughs> yes. The gooey, the gooey goodness I, is what I call it. And uh, uh, I, I just take time. Um, typically on the weekends when I have a little bit more time to do this, but to kind of overnight uh, make some cinnamon rolls and bake them in the morning kind of thing and uh, try and give those to, uh, you know, family, obviously, but also uh, people around me um, that I can give those to and whoever I, I feel could use them. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, it's always uh, an interesting reaction that you get when you take, you know, uh, a tray full of cinnamon rolls over to somebody and, uh, you know, just you make you make their day just to let them know that somebody's thinking about them. And uh, I know that would make my day any day. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting, this gooey goodness, as you describe it. I love that as well. As you deliver this to people, and I know this isn't the reason you're doing it, you're doing it just to spread goodness, but do you find that that uh, at times, you know, opens up, uh, you know, a friendship or opens up getting to know these individuals even more? Yeah, uh, well, I think, um, you know, trying to do that now is, um, you know, particularly with COVID, you kind of had to be careful and take people's uh, concerns into account and those types of things and making sure that they were okay with that. Right. Um, and it kind of paused for a little while, but the other thing that we found is that we're here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, in this area, there was kind of, and I'm sure other areas had a, a, a same or a similar type of experience where there's kind of this reshuffling of people. And so in, uh, your sphere of influence, whether it's church or community organizations or work, you saw a lot of people come in and out. And so there's a lot of people that I didn't know very well. And it's like, okay, let's go take them. You know, uh, let's use the gooey goodness as an introduction. <laughs> I love it. And uh, so it's a good way to meet people and uh, introduce yourself. And, um, you know, sweetness always enhances uh relationships yes it does and i strongly believe that the the more we open ourselves up we we bring others into our lives um it just enriches our lives yeah. and uh, gives us an opportunity you know through that to maybe even spread more 
goodness in different ways. And so that that's that's fun number one. Let's jump to number two here. Flowered pens. Share with us what that means in the world of Mark Blackham. Well, it kind of goes back to my first high school job. I worked for uh, a neighbor who had a, a florist shop. And um, uh, one one night um, he came and delivered some flowers to my mom and he was, he's the owner of the florist shop and he um, delivered the, fl- the flowers to my mom. And she was like, you know, hey, Mark, you should go talk to Bob about, see if he needs anybody to deliver flowers for him. If he's delivering flowers, maybe he needs somebody, go talk to him. And so yeah. I went and talked to him and, you know, led to working for him. And just every time I would go to work, I would open the door into the florist shop to enter into to go to work. And, you know, the whole store just smells awesome. Yes. And, uh, you know, just the, you know, just the memories of, of, you know, thinking of those uh, sensations and the flowers and they're, you know, beautiful, um, just kind of brings back a lot of emotions. But, um, and so flowers are just something that I think in people in general can uh, appreciate, right? Yes. So it was a great job. You would, you know, knock, you know, ring the doorbell, they would answer the door. You know, they would get this huge smile on their face and you'd hand them the flowers. And, uh, you know, it's just an awesome job. And just something I had this connection with flowers over my life. And um, so I was um, out west uh, at a one of the uh, kind of Mexican-y type restaurants out there. And they had, by the cash register, they had some flower pens. And I was like, that's really a cool thing. Um, and I appreciate that. So I, I thought, well, I could probably do that. I can buy the flowers at, you know, the hobby store or whatever, and uh, use the floral tape, kind of like what I would do, some of the stuff that I would do at, at the florist shop. And I can make these pens, and I can do something with them. It's kind of what I thought. And so I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it, and I said, uh, there should be a message that goes with these, something that people will remember if I give them a, a pen um, to make them happy, also have a message that goes with it. And so one of the, the message I came up with was um, that uh, God made flowers for us to be happy, but, and I'm kind of abbreviating a little bit, uh, God made flowers for us to be happy. And so when we see them, we get a, an emotional response and it's, usually tied to love and care and those types of things. Um, But God's message was that his most beautiful creation were his children. And so whenever you see this flower pen, when I give it to somebody, I was like, remember that you're God's greatest creation. And so, you know, they can link that when I see the flower, flower pen, I don't have one with me. I guess I do. Whenever you see your flower pen, yes. remember that you're God's greatest creation. And um, so that that's kind of um, where that went. Um, and just a, a quick uh, kind of story about that. We have a little, we have time to. You betcha. Let's, an interesting story. Yes. Uh, and, you know, 
when you give something out or, or serve somebody, you don't expect any necessarily anything back, right? Right. Um, and so um, this was several years ago on Thanksgiving. My daughter and I were just kind of walking around the neighborhood and um, a road that goes along our, our street is kind of a, a major thoroughfare. And there was some damage on the shoulder of the road. And while we were walking, we heard kind of a, a bang. And then this car comes in with a, a flat tire into our neighborhood. And so we walk up uh, and I asked the, the girls had gotten out of their car. I asked them, you know, do you need help changing the tire? And they're like, no, 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 no. You know, and so I was kind of, you know, it's kind of abrupt. Yeah. We kept going on our walk and kind of and the walk kind of comes back where they were. And the spirit was like, Mark, ask him again. And I was like, I'm here, sitting here arguing with the spirit saying, well, I already asked him. You know, they said they were very abrupt. They were very sure that they didn't want any help. Spirit's like, ask him again, Mark. And I was like, okay, I'll ask him again. <laughs> and so this time they were like, oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you very much. Because, you know, Having gotten gone through the trunk and trying to figure out what they were going to do, they didn't. <laughs> they obviously didn't know what they were doing. Yes. So somebody coming up and actually uh, asking them again, um, they let they let me do it. So we we're talking, and you know, Thanksgiving they were on their way to someplace. I was like, oh, that kind of stinks. That you know, you're probably going to be late now. Um, so I just kind of had that kind of a discussion while I'm changing the tire, and I said. I have something back at home. Do you mind swinging by my house, which was a couple of blocks away? Do you mind swinging by my house? I'll meet you over there. I'll walk over there. And so my daughter had kind of gone ahead and she came out with some flower pens. Nice. And the, while I was changing the tire, the, the spirit's like, Mark, ask them if they will come and get some flower pens for me. Don't really tell them what it's about. So I told them, I said, here, I have these. I actually have more than one. Here's a whole, you know, handful of them. Um, you you will know who to give these to, and if you would give these to people with this message, um, I, I you'll you'll have a really cool experience. And they're like, yeah, we'll we'll do that. So I told them the story. My daughter and I went back in the house. The car didn't leave for quite a while. It's kind of like, is is everything okay with their car? <laughs> But it finally, it finally left. And then a couple of months later, uh, so that was November, in March, um, four or five months later, I got a telephone call from some sister missionaries that I had given flower pens. They knew, my, they knew this little stick that I have. And uh, they're like, can we come over to your house? We have something to tell you. I was like, well, it's kind of late. And they're like, no, no, it's really important. So they had they came in and they're like showing me their flower pens. And it was these two girls that I had given these flowers to that they had come in contact with. They told them the story and given the flower pens. Wow. And uh, so I asked the sisters, I was like, so what what's what was what did they tell you about this? And they said, well, there's this really nice man um, that you know, gave us these pens, but that's not the whole story. Um, you know, he changed our tire and, you know, on Thanksgiving. And when he gave us these flower pens, 
um, we didn't leave his house for a while. We were sobbing. We didn't know that we didn't know that there were kind people in the world that would just do something nice. So it was a cool experience. I, I yeah. you know, you never expect anything like that. To kind of come full circle, you, you know, you don't ever expect them hear anything back about from, you know, those flower pens or something like that. It's just that, you know, I think that was kind of a, a kind of a tender mercy kind of thing when those happen. Mark, that uh, first of all was a great explanation of, of flower pens in your life, but a, a beautiful story and uh, obviously very, uh, very tender story uh, to you and rightfully so. And, you know, when on this show, when we talk about needs in the world, uh, one need in the world is for more kindness. And, uh, you know, that act of kindness that touched them then started uh, rippling uh, forwards and and spreading additional kindness, which is wonderful. And, you know, there's a few other things as you were talking that I was thinking about. And one, I was going back to, uh, to, to flowers and your description of flowers. And they do bring, bring beauty and uh, fragrance to the world, uh, just like kindness does. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, we, we hear the phrase often, stop and smell the roses, which is alluding to slowing down a little bit. But I believe we literally do need to stop and smell the roses <laughs> or whatever other flowers there that exude uh, you know, a fragrance because it just is uh, cleansing in, in your life. And, and so I, I know that that experience when you first started with that flower shop, how positive you know, that was and could be. And, and then you talked a little bit uh, as you got into the story of uh, you described as the the spirit whispering to you. We we talk on the show and uh, about our our soul speaking to us. And, and uh, but the key thing is as we're as we're going about life is to not only listen, but then have the courage to act upon what we're hearing, which you did. Uh, it took you a minute and it takes all of us a minute. Sometimes we don't act on it. Sometimes we do. And I'm, I'm hoping for everyone to always act on those times because in your example, uh, it might seem simple in some eyes of uh, spreading that kindness. But I, I portray here that it's beyond simple because kindness in and of itself can change the world. And, uh, and even if you're changing the world for one person or two people in that instance, you're changing the world for all of us, because as we quickly found out there, it, it spreads. And, uh, you know, I was able to bring up uh, the flowered pens to ask Mark, because several years ago, I was a recipient of one of those pens <laughs> from Mark, and uh, I still have it, and I still cherish it. And uh, you sharing the story today stirred up uh, those tender emotions in, in me as well as you shared that with me. And as I, um, I have it on my, my uh, dresser drawers, and every time I walk by there, I, I'm able to see it and, and remember it and, 
and remember who I am, but also remember who gave it to me. And uh, so I really appreciate that. And so, Mark, I think that's a good springboard into uh, the, the third item I put out there, Honduras. Um, I know you've had some service there and even, I think, in other countries. Tell us a little bit about uh, spreading your goodness around the world. Um, well, so some of my jobs um, took me to various parts of the world. Um, so I, in addition to that, I, I did a uh, uh, full-time uh, mission for Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the early 80s in our, southern Argentina, which kind of, you know, gave me uh, a bug for exploring and adventures and those types of things. Um, having experienced another culture in-depthly. Um, so I, I looked for jobs that would allow me to work in, in other countries. And so I worked in um, the Middle East, Africa, uh, Central and South America. And what um, talked a little bit about, you know, some of the things that I saw that, you know, gave me pause or didn't necessarily agree with me. And part of it was um, the amount of uh, the amount that the the companies that I worked for gave back to to the countries where they operated, and I thought that you know obviously the people that were employed by them benefited, but you know did it go beyond that very much? And I was always kind of bothered by that, and I just had some of these things in the back, kind of in the back of my mind that I felt like I needed to give back. Maybe there was something that I could do. And so I just kind of thought about it. <clears throat> how, how could I do things? And uh, in, 2000, in July of 2010, uh, I was at work and I just was passing through the uh, break room and there was a, a newspaper on the counter. And um, I pause for a minute um, regardless whatever I was doing I paused for a little minute uh, for a minute and I read uh, picked up the paper and I read an, a newspaper article it had a little photo on it and uh, it was about a, a gentleman that started an organization here in Cincinnati that uses uh, solar power as a ministry and he, the newspaper interview was about him going to Honduras and putting solar power in uh, schools in the countryside that don't have power, and how it transforms these communities and schools uh, by allowing them to have light in the evening that they didn't have before, and then the schools to be able to use computers and uh, TVs and DVDs to uh, provide additional uh, materials for, for the students. And so just, uh, again, kind of that, that spirit that we talked about before spoke to me and said, this is something that you can do. And I was like, well, yeah, I like solar power. I think that's a great uh, invention that we have. Um, and I don't do it. I would, I'm interested in it. That's something I'd learn to, like to learn more about. And I definitely want to give back to places like Honduras where I'd work. Um, and felt that they had additional need and it's something that I could do. And so I 
felt very prompted to call this guy, had this telephone number in the article. And so I called Alan and said, hey, I read the newspaper article. Um, would you be interested in a volunteer? And he's like, yeah, that's great. You know, here, here's what you need to do if you want to do that. So one of them was training. So they were having a training uh, the next month. So I signed up for the training. And then uh, a few months later, they were going to have a mission trip, a week-long mission trip to uh, Honduras to install solar powers in, in these schools. So I signed up for that as well. And um, kind of an interesting personal side story to that. Um, <clears throat> the week before I was going to go, my son uh, found a tumor. Uh, and so we went, took him to the doctor and it ended up being cancer. And so the day before I was supposed to leave, um, my, my son had an operation to remove this cancer. And so I was planning on, you know, canceling the, the trip and so forth. Um, and so, I mean, my son was literally on the recovery table and he's like, dad, you're going to go on your trip, aren't you? And I was like, uh, no, I, you know, I'm planning on staying home with you. And he's like, no, dad. Those kids are waiting for you. You're going to go. Mom will take care of me. I'll be fine. Um, so there was kind of a, a family sacrifice, if you will. Have dad go away, go do this while, you know, son's recovering from his operation. Um, so that was very touching because um, uh, a year, two years before that, as a family, we had gone to uh, Guatemala for a family vacation. Guatemala is one of my favorite places on earth. <laughs> so I took my family there to experience it. And we volunteered at, a, at an orphanage. And so my son had seen... Um, the poverty and and the types of things like that, and so, um, you know, that was very touching that he would um, you know, want me to go and and serve, and so it was it was kind of hard knowing that he was at home, kind of recovering from a surgery, while I'm you know a few thousand miles away. Um, but it was, it was also added to that, right. To the experience that I had that, yes. you know, my family in a very selfless way wanted me to go do this. And that, that's not the only time that we've had, you know, family issues like that, where people are like, no, you need to go do this. This is more important than, than what our family, you know, is going through. Um, so having gone on that. Um, and what's unique about Sunlight Power, that's the name of the organization that I was with, um, that not only do they take, you know, missionaries from the U.S., but they also partner with schools, churches, um, universities, um, and take volu local volunteers that also go with us out to these rural communities to install the solar power. So it's, um, you know, we're educating these people in these small villages about solar power. We're um, 
they're training people in universities. They're training, taking volunteers from churches, local churches down there. And it, so it's this kind of mix of, you know, Hondurans and North Americans that are going forward and, and making these a, a, a very interesting transformation of these communities. Um, not on this first trip, but on other trips, we've actually been interviewed by kind of a regional TV station. Uh, and while we're being interviewed on the TV, um, people would call in that of communities, you know, surrounding communities or the communities where we actually did serve, you know, put the solar powers in. And the people where we did the solar powers were like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, thank you for doing this. And then the other communities are like, hey, we would like this as well. Can you guys come back? And so, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, it's it's very powerful to see that, you know, that what you're doing, there's, there is a need. The people appreciate it. Calling in saying, you know, thank you so much for coming. You've come a long ways, either from, you know, the capital all the way out to this, you know, middle of nowhere kind of place and all these people that have taken their time to, you know, travel all the way down here, um, provide, you know, all this equipment, et cetera, et cetera, as well as the time and effort to put it in and you know, train us on it. Um, so it's, it's really been an interesting um, situation uh, and, you know, a growing experience, but also really seeing the difference that it makes. <clears throat> um, Procter & Gamble actually gave um, a grant to uh, Sunlight Power a few years ago, and we used that um, to put solar power in uh, the southern uh, Mexican state of Chiapas. And this is, you know, dirt where the, um, you know, indigenous people live and where some of the, um, you know, political upheavals that have happened, you know, previously, you know, Zapatista type things. Um, and so we partnered with an organization there that worked with these Mayan uh, villages that kind of go out and help them help them out. Um, we brought those people into kind of a, a county seat. We had uh, the CELTAL uh, interpreters, Spanish to English interpreters. So we had the Mayan people that were speaking translate that into Spanish and that into English and then English to Spanish to CELTAL wow. and back. <laughs> and seeing these people learn about solar panels and, uh, you know, inverters and all, all the different components that go yeah. into it. That was it was one of the coolest um, cultural experiences that I've had as well. Yes, yes. That, gosh, Mark, what a beautiful impact um, you and your family have been having on the world in those things you've described. And I loved sharing the support that you've had from your family. I want to point out there that that comes because you've set a wonderful example for them. And my hope is that that parents um, throughout the world will be more and more a good example 
to their children and grandparents to their grandchildren. And uh, those, those examples we set can be very powerful and uh, cause, uh, again, this ripple effect to, to move forward. And, you know, I want to point out to the listeners, too, as Mark's been talking here on this, uh, this third item we had described, again, he referenced times in his life where he felt impressions, uh, which we describe on the show as, as your soul speaking to you. And he, again, he had the courage to act upon those things. And by doing so, it it led him to be able to use his skills and talents uh, to bless the lives of other people, which ultimately blesses all of us. And, you know, there's this process, Mark, that we go through in life. Uh, and I think we often don't, don't realize we're going through it. I describe it as a process of um, uh, discovering, developing, and delivering. And uh, the discovering part of it is discovering our talents and skills. Uh, the developing part of it is developing those talents and skills into things that we're passionate about, uh, the things that bring us purpose in life, and then delivering those talents and skills, which is our gift. And that's our gift uh, to the world. And uh, you've been doing that in in many, many ways. And, and, and all throughout this process, the key, again, is listening to those promptings that we have in our life and then having the courage to act upon them and then act upon them. And it just keeps moving us to different steps. And uh, it, it happens all throughout our life. If we'll do it from, from early age to, to, to later age. And, um, you know, um, so with that, I, I want to ask you another question here, Mark, that the tagline of the show is, Find what brings you joy and match it to the needs of the world. And we've been, we've been hearing that from you in, in bits and pieces as we go. But when I say that, find what brings you joy and match it to the needs of the world, how do you define that? How do you describe that? Um, so, uh, you know, I think as you go through life, um, you're given couple of things. One is opportunities. And, um, you know, as you realize what those opportunities are and act on those, like you're talking about, um, I, I think those are some of the things that bring us, um, you know, the development and um, kind of that intrinsic part of, uh, of growth and, and uh, achievement, right? Yes. Um, but as you're going through life, it, I, I think the, the part that is most uh, rewarding to me that I value the most is the interactions and the people that are put in my path. And um, I, I think that's the gift. And I'm always, uh, I, I feel very grateful for that gift and, and the people that I meet and those uh, relationships that I'm able to have with those people. I, you know, I think about the people, um, you know, with the flower pens or, um, you know, through sunlight power or work or church or, you know, neighbors, all those kind of things. Um, but that's what makes life, uh, bountiful and, 
uh, joyful. You know, you have your family, um, and and that's probably the greatest gift. But other having that interaction with other people, uh, I think, is very beautiful, and um, you know, makes life uh, flourish um, uh, on a personal sense. Yeah, that is great. I love that, Mark. And I um, opportunities lead to associations. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to start using that. I, I I just love that. Opportunities lead to associations, which ultimately are the things that that bless our life. And um, uh, you know, this has been uh, a wonderful discussion. I could talk all day with you, <laughs> Mark. And uh, but at some point, we have to bring things to a close. And I, I like to close the show with my guest uh, each time, each week, uh, with our our final question, and it has to do with a golden nugget, uh, which we, we hear that term. And, um, and so this is your opportunity. If there's anything you want the listeners to remember most today, whether it's something we've talked about or something we haven't even talked about, what's the one thing, Mark, that you want individuals to learn from your interview today? Well, I would have to say that um, don't expect, or I guess what I found in my in my life is that um, finding opportunities don't come every day, and um, they're they're not easy to identify. Um, but on the ones that, and so talk to talk to other people about things that you see and opportunities that you find, um, and find people that you can confide in, whether it's parents or really good friends or um, spouse or family, whatever, that will give you an honest answer that won't sugarcoat it or try and manipulate you, uh, and by following the following through on those um that's what makes life uh interesting and an adventure Um, well there is a golden nugget for sure some wonderful advice and i hope everyone uh, follows that uh mark it's been a pleasure uh talking with you today yeah thank you so much and uh, i just want to Remind those listening to the show that your heart feels for you, your mind reasons for you, but your soul speaks to you. Are you listening? Did you listen today? If so, what did you hear and what did you learn? Will you now have the courage to act upon what you felt? Thank you for tuning in. Please follow us on your podcast app so that each new episode is always downloaded, ready for you to listen in. And then share the link with others. We would love to have you leave a review, and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to send us a message or desire to be on the show, you can send an email to whatyougiven at gmail.com. A special thanks goes to our producers, Ben and Kayla Martin. 
Now it is time to move upward and onward and ask yourself, what you given? <laughs>